You're listening to Nightlight. Hello and welcome once again to Nightlight. On the show today, you're going to be meeting Mary Wilding, speaking to us from Washington State in the USA. Nice to have you with us, Mary. So nice to be here, Simon. Thank you for having me. I feel very privileged to be able to share my daughter's story with you. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. Mary's going to be sharing with us one of her biggest life struggles and victories in facing the trauma of her daughter's fight with leukemia. She's written a book called Love, Leukemia and New Life, sharing her daughter's journey with leukemia. I asked Mary to choose the songs on this program. And so we'll start with this one from Band Perry. If I die young, bury me inside, lay me down on a bed of roses, sink me in the river at dawn, send me away with the words of a love song. Peace and 
That's Band Perry, If I Die Young. You know, I just took a look at this song on YouTube and it's had 181 million views and over 74,000 comments with many beautiful and heart-touching comments from people who've gone through the trauma of losing a child or a friend or loved one at a young age. And that is a song that Phoebe posted on her social media as she came to terms with her own mortality as she succumbed to cancer at a young age. Phoebe's mom, Mary, is with us on the show today to talk about her book, Love, Leukemia and New Life. Nightlight's interview of the week. Mary, tell us about Phoebe and a bit of her backstory. All right, well, I'll just give you a little bit of a brief in 2012, she was living in Mexico City, and uh, she was diagnosed with um, acute myeloid leukemia. I was living in Southeast Asia, in Jakarta, Indonesia, and I had to fly to Mexico City to be with her while she had her treatment. And it, it was a long ordeal, you know, what cancer treatment is, the extreme emotions and everything. And uh, I think we went to hell and back together, but the main thing is... In spite of all that she had to deal with, she had a positive influence on others. She was able to come to peace with what was happening to her, and she really did have an amazing story, which is why I, I wrote the book about her. Okay, well, tell us about the book. Okay, well, um, with the book title, we chose the title Love, Leukemia, and New Life. You know, it's a story of love because our lives were filled with love. And it was a story about fighting leukemia, which when that is your adversary, it's, it, it's difficult. You know, different people at different times, they get that phone call if it's about your child's sick or you have cancer or whatever it may be. It's, it's challenging. Your emotions escalate and it's very difficult. And as Phoebe went through cancer, and all that she had to deal with, uh, she uh, came to some very positive conclusions. And that's why I wrote the book. One of the reasons why I wrote the book. You know, she had to uh, decide how she was going to deal with it and how she was going to deal with her own mortality. And when you deal with leukemia or any life-challenging adversary, I guess it's a new life. And Phoebe started a new life. And we have hope in new life, in the life hereafter. How old was Phoebe when she was diagnosed with cancer? She was 21 years old. How easy was it for her to accept that she was going to pass on to the next life? I mean, as a young person, she must have had dreams and plans for her future and the things that she wanted to do in life. Yeah, no, it's, 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 she had life that she wanted to live. She shares about this in the book, because in the book I share different uh, of her writings, things that she wrote about what she was feeling, what she was going through uh, during uh, her journey with leukemia. And she wanted to live. You know, she wanted to get married and have children. And she wanted to do all those things. <laughs> well, did Phoebe have any previous medical problems? Or was this something that just came out of the blue? 
Yes, it's something that came out of the blue. Um, she had a healthy childhood. Um, of course, um, my daughter Phoebe is uh, physically handicapped. Uh, she doesn't have any fingers on her left hand. She was born that way. Oh, I see. The doctors never knew why. They never could figure out why she was born slightly deformed in that way. Hmm. But otherwise, she's very healthy. Mm-hmm. In the end, after much testing and everything we went through, they said it was probably genetic. But what happened was she um, she started to become very tired. She lost drastic amounts of weight. Uh, she um, started to black out, uh, became anemic. So as we had her tested, they concluded that it was leukemia. How long was it between the time she was diagnosed with leukemia and she passed on to heaven? Nine months. She was diagnosed in um, June of 2012, and she passed away in March of 2013. Even the night can be bright when you switch on your nightlight. Mary, I hope you don't mind me asking, as this must be a very emotional topic for you or for any parent, for that matter, but what was your purpose in writing a book of such a personal nature? It wasn't my idea, to be very honest. Um, Two weeks after Phoebe passed, I was having some quiet time with the Lord, I had this impression, the Lord spoke to my heart, and He said I should write a book. I should write her story. I should tell her story, because everything she went through was very, very difficult and very, very challenging, but her conclusions that she came to is she came to peace with God. She came to peace with the Lord about what was happening, and that's pretty amazing, because It's so easy to get bitter and resentful when these things happen in our lives. And it really was a step of faith. I don't consider myself a writer, really. But as I, you know, tiptoed into the idea of writing the book, I received a lot of encouragement from others to do so. And I felt like it could give other people hope. We were given hope through, you know, support of friends from the Lord and and we were given the grace that we needed. Um, I wanted to throw out here uh, an excellent book for anyone experiencing grief. It is called Through the Eyes of a Lion by Levi Lusco. He went through grief with the loss of his daughter from asthma. When you're going through that grief period, it's very, very difficult and challenging. For some reason, you know, the Lord encouraged me to write Phoebe's story, although it took me about five years to get it printed. Uh, I, I did do that. You know, Phoebe's uh, story is her legacy of faith. She clung to her faith, and in spite of difficult, extreme emotions and sickness, dealing with the chemo, uh, were Christians, and she anchored her faith in the Lord and in the Word that she had learned all her life, so when the storm of her life came, she she could hold fast to her faith, which... Is amazing and wonderful. I'm so very proud of her for doing so. Did she write anything herself, sharing her thoughts and feelings of what she was going through? Yes, actually, and that is pieced throughout the book. Um, I took her her writings, uh, her blog posts, her diary posts, um, some letters that she wrote to friends, some letters that she received from other people, and these are all shared uh, throughout the book, which give you a real personal touch as to what she went through and all that she experienced during her time with leukemia. Inspiring you to draw closer to God. 
You're listening to Nightlight. What Phoebe and I experienced uh, during her time with leukemia was uh, very, very different. Um, I was taken to the edge of my faith as a Christian. Uh, in my book, I share uh, an experience that I had while she was in ICU after being told that um, she probably wouldn't make it. I, uh, you know, we were praying so hard. I had people all over the world praying for her, and there was just so much going on as far as desperate prayers for her and her healing go that I just was really struggling with the fact that we might lose her. And I explained this experience, and I had to come to a decision if I was going to walk away from my faith. And I, as a Christian, as a, as a missionary, as someone who's you know, been uh, serving the Lord for 35 years, I never thought that I would come to that place where I actually doubted, where I actually felt like I could easily just walk away because God is not answering here. I mean, I see Him doing all these things, but He's not answering the most important prayers. And so that, for me, was one of my darkest moments, which I won't tell you more about now. You can read. But for Phoebe, um, she had to deal with her own mortality. You know, she was young. She wanted to live life. Uh, she was a good girl. Like, you know, sometimes you think people might deserve it. <laughs> They're bad characters, or they've done things, or they, they feel that, you know... <laughs> But that's not the way it works, but you can feel that way in the natural mind. But Phoebe was a good girl, and that her faith was built on trusting the Lord and His wisdom. She came to a point where she knew that ultimately He was in control. She had that confidence in Him. She had that assurance in Him. Supernaturally, really. You know, Jesus said in John sixteen thirty three that we're supposed to take heart. To take heart means we're supposed to be courageous, and we have to take on that courage. And taking something, Simon, is an action. It's a choice we make. And losing something is what happens when we're not paying attention. So Phoebe, in the midst of everything that she had to go through, she had to make a choice. And and she chose to cling to her faith. She chose to trust. She chose to believe in spite of the fact that she felt like she was losing. I'm very proud of her for that, and I think that her faith was manifested in that, and I think that the book is her book. It's her legacy of faith because it it's one example of millions of how, as a Christian, you can go through something like this and stand on your faith and cling and not give up. That in spite of it, you know, Jesus gives us peace in the midst of our storms. Nightlight. You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. Yes, you're listening to an international edition of Nightlight. I'm talking with Mary Wilder, author of Love, Leukemia and New Life. Mary chose the songs to complement her testimony today and also sent me a couple of inspirational stories that she wants me to share. The first is a story about Florence Chadwick. In 1952, Florence Chadwick stepped off Catalina Island, California, into the waters of the Pacific Ocean, determined to swim to the mainland. 
an experienced swimmer, she'd already made history as the first woman to swim the English Channel both ways. The weather that day was foggy and chilly. Florence could hardly see the boats accompanying her. Still, she swam steadily for 15 hours. When she begged to be taken out of the water, her mother, in a boat alongside her, told her that she was close and that she could make it. But Florence, physically and emotionally exhausted, stopped swimming and was pulled into the boat. It wasn't until she was on board that she discovered the shore was less than half a mile away. At a news conference the next day, she said, all I could see was the fog. I think if I could have seen the shore, I would have made it. And the moral of that story is when you face discouragement, difficulty or fatigue, or when you feel surrounded by the fog of uncertain circumstances, as Phoebe must have during her ordeal, we often think, if only I could see the shore, I could make it. Phoebe must have had her eyes on the shore, learning to trust God through her struggles. trusting you you said when it's dark you'd be there now the shadows cloud the skies I can't find you here how much can a man's heart take how much can he stand and lose don't know the answers so I'll leave it up to you You said that we'd be a team Everywhere I'd go, you'd be there You would never leave me too Long out in the cold How long is too long to cry When all that's left are questions why Yes, I'll just have to try and leave it up to you. Every turn the road must take, every time my poor heart breaks, I'll just try and leave it up to you. And when the pain's too hard to bear, and the future's so Leave it up to you And when the 
It seems I've nothing left to lose I'm gonna let you choose Gonna leave it up to you And every turn the road must take Every time I pour heart breaks I'll just try and leave it up to you song hadn't heard that one for a long while thank you mary for requesting it that's haven sutton with a song composed by michael fogarty leave it up to you encouraging you how very dearly jesus loves you you're listening to nightlight and with us on the show is mary wilding speaking to us from washington state in the u.s she says that she's happily married with six wonderful children three beautiful grandchildren she's been a career missionary having lived in southeast asia for 35 years. She's an English language tutor, social welfare manager, children's activity coordinator, and a life coach, amongst other things. Well, on the program today, she's sharing with us one of her biggest life struggles and victories in facing the trauma of her daughter's fight with leukemia, which she has documented in her book, Love, Leukemia, and new life. Mary, what do you hope the reader will take away from reading this book? Well, Simon, um, Phoebe struggled physically, emotionally, psychologically. Uh, she was mad at God. She was confused. She got tired. She got weary. And just so much more that you do not comprehend or understand unless you've personally gone through cancer or you've had it in your face watching one of your loved ones or someone you care about experience cancer. And this is shared in the book. It's one example of how to deal with tragedy in our lives. It's one example of how to uh, make life and death decisions, where you put your priorities. Phoebe gave us an example of how to die and how to pass on peaceably, which is pretty amazing, to be very honest. You know, I, I remember the first song that we listened to today was uh, If I Die Young. And I remember when uh, Phoebe first posted that on her, her blog. And it really showed that she was accepting the fact that I'm going to die young. But in the song, it says, I've had just enough time. So she was concluding, well, I guess I have had just enough time. And and you gain something from that, from reading about someone else's experience where they come to those positive conclusions, it, it speaks to you, it changes you, it, it, it helps you, it's uh, a strength giver to you. And I hope that that is what happens to people when they read the book. And I'm sorry that people even have to read the book, to be honest. I wish people didn't have to be in a position <laughs> where my book would be a benefit to them, but 
reality is millions of people experience these things and we just have to try and help each other. Yeah, I mean, there's no guarantee for anyone for a long life. No, there's not. <laughs> it's, you never know. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, the daughter of one of our neighbors whose younger sister has homeschooled with us and is our daughter Savannah's best friend, she suddenly and unexpectedly literally dropped dead without any sign or warning that anything was wrong with her. And it was a huge shock for this family and for our whole gated community. And even though they're strong Christians and know that their daughter has gone straight to heaven, it's still a traumatic event and very hard to go through. No, it is. It's, it's, it's traumatic. It's, it's a traumatic experience to have that happen. It's hard on those left behind. Yes. Actually, Phoebe talks about that in a few of her diary posts that she'd come to, to peace with passing. But she really was worried about her family and her friends who she knew would be struggling. Mary, how many children do you have, by the way? I have six children altogether and a blended family. And how were they affected by Phoebe's passing on? Well, I have to say that thankfully all my children have faith. And um, as difficult as it was and is to lose a sister, as emotional as it is, I think they weathered it pretty well. I have to say probably there's a depth of each one's experience with this that I don't know because I don't live that close to all my children now that they're adults. They're all over the place. They all do have faith that uh, she's in heaven and that uh, we'll see her again. And that's our, our hope is in the future and our, the world beyond this one. So I'm encouraged by that. And I know not everyone experiences that. Shining Love's Light. You're listening to Nightlight. A Christian friend of Phoebe's had asked to interview her uh, shortly after uh, Phoebe found out that she only had, you know, four to five months to live. And when this uh, friend of ours was interviewing her, she asked Phoebe, you know, this question. What message would you like to leave behind if you had to tell your friends, your family, people that you don't know? What would you like to say to them? And I'll, I'll, I'll read this, what she said. She said, I would like to see people trust people more, to look deeper, to see beyond the obvious, to not judge each other, to accept each other as each person is and be willing to sacrifice more for others putting others first instead of themselves. End of her quote. You know, throughout her experience with leukemia, Simon, she, she manifested this all the time. She showed a, a concern for her, her nurses, her doctors, her, her nurses' aides. Uh, in fact, there's one story I hope you don't mind if I share here is one evening, uh, it was during her chemo treatment, and she was, you know, sick and, you know, some good days, bad days, etc. But I was sitting next to her, and she was doing a FaceTime talk with one of her friends on her computer, and I could only hear Phoebe talking one side of the conversation. I was working on my computer on the side, and obviously this friend was telling her all her problems and asking her advice and all these different things, and I just thought, this is crazy. The next day I said to Phoebe, I said, Phoebe, 
I don't understand. Like you're, you have leukemia, a life and death sickness. You're going through chemo, and here your friend is telling you all her problems. Like I just, what is that? And she looked at me a little bit disgusted, and he said, "Oh, mom, we can't be thinking about ourselves all the time, now, can we?" And I just, that's Phoebe's character. <laughs> I was just amazed, you know, just beautiful, really. Mm-hmm. So proud of my daughter. <laughs> God bless her. That's a miracle. (laughs) You mentioned Phoebe's friends and how important they were to her. How did her sickness affect them? She had a big influence on her friends. I think everybody was pretty shocked. Again, Phoebe was a good girl and sweet and kind. And we had a lot of visitors that, you know, well, she has friends from all over the world since we did missionary work in Southeast Asia. But it was hard for them, really, especially when she decided after having gone through uh, ICU and different chemo and side effects and everything, she decided to stop her treatment. That was difficult for her friends to understand why she made that decision. I think with time they understood that she didn't want to continue to suffer. She wanted a higher quality of life. You know, she'd rather pass in a better place than a worse place. I think you know uh, Jerry Palladino. I think he's been on your show before. Yes, of course. Uh, He's been on the show a few times. In fact, I'm going to interview him for the next show, and he's going to be introducing some of his latest songs. Oh, wonderful. Exciting. But he he wrote a song called Wings, which he wrote for uh, his daughters, who were Phoebe's friends. And they were really, after her passing, they were struggling with accepting the fact that she had passed. And so he wrote that song for them. And it's just so beautiful. Of course, Jerry himself has had two of his children pass on to be with the Lord. And he's written so many songs about heaven and the life after death. Yes, he has. I love them all. I think I'll meet you over there as one of my all-time favorites. So beautiful. And now that's beautiful. That's one of my favorites, too. I really, really love that one. And, you know, the one he wrote, you know, for Phoebe is personal. So I guess it... (laughs) I have to say it's my favorite. But... (laughs) Because it's for my daughter, but... Um, so beautiful. Today we lost an angel. Today we lost a friend. It really wasn't optimum the way it had to end. It wasn't unexpected. But neither was it right That such a lovely creature Had to slip into the night It makes me think of others I've lost along the way And though somehow I survived it all Their memories live today They helped me set my eyes on The world that can't be seen And how to get us safely There's become my dream Life, they say, has a way Of throwing many curves Of sending pain and other things We seldom may deserve How I wish that I could spare you From the heartaches life will bring But instead I'll pray when they come your way They help you 
grow a lovely set of wings. Ooh, yeah. Nothing in creation is lost. I've heard it said. From one form to another, it is transformed instead. So that sweet and gentle spirit that was with us for a while is now lighting up some peaceful corner of heaven with that smile. So if, when thinking of her, a tear comes to your eyes. Remember, those that know their Maker will never say goodbye. Just close your eyes, believing that nothing ever dies, and receive His healing. Spread those wings and fly. Life, they say, has a way of throwing many curves. Of sending pain and other things we seldom may deserve. How I wish that I could spare you from the heartaches life will bring. But instead, I'll pray when they come your way, they help you grow a love instead of wings. They say that time has a way. Understand it all. I pray you find resolution in your heart someday, sometime. In some unseen dimension, in a place not far away. Beyond our comprehension, she lives and breathes today. 'Cause some things are forever and live just out of sight. And I know deep in my soul that she's alright. Life, they say, has a way of throwing many curves of. Sending pain and many things we seldom may deserve. How I wish that I could spare you from the heartaches life will bring. But instead, I'll pray when they come your way, they help you grow a lovely set of wings. And that's Jerry Palladino with a beautiful, beautiful song he wrote to comfort his daughters, who were friends of Phoebe after she succumbed to cancer and passed on to heaven. And as I mentioned before, Jerry's going to be with us on the next edition of Nightlight, introducing at least ooh, eight, nine, ten of his latest songs. With music to calm and soothe your soul. 
You're listening to Nightlight. Okay, here's one more inspiration that Mary suggested I could share. It's a brief story about when Spain once controlled both sides of the Mediterranean at the Straits of Gibraltar, a powerful position for any seafaring nation. With great pride, the Spanish minted a coin depicting the two pillars of Hercules, the name given to the promontories of rock on either side of the passageway. Over the pillars, they placed a scroll that said, Ne plus ultra, which means no more beyond. At that time, it was believed that the only possible way to get from Europe to Asia by boat was through those straits. No one could go beyond without their consent. One day, however, some bold Spanish sailors made their way through the Straits of Gibraltar and headed for the high seas. They sailed south along Africa and then around its southern horn toward and eventually across the Atlantic to the New World. The Spanish wisely rethought their position and stamped a new set of coins. They resembled the old ones, except that one word had been left off, the word ne. The new coin read plus ultra, meaning more beyond. We have so much hope in the world beyond. Nightlight. What a delight. Mary, thanks so much for being with us and for what you've shared with us on the show today. Anything else that you'd like to add? Simon, you know, I, I think through all that I experienced with this very difficult situation with my daughter is that we have to cling to our faith and that we have to have hope in heaven beyond. And I think maybe this is a message, especially for women, not that men can't be extremely emotional, especially in this type of a situation, but I think we women tend to cling to our emotions more than men, majority of men anyway. And I'm stereotyping here. I'm sorry for those people that disagree with that. But we have to, in our grief, Simon, be able to somewhere comes to grips with it. It's a long journey. I think it's a journey that never ends. I think it's something that we grow through. But we have to give it to the Lord. We have to be able to give our loved ones to the Lord. And I like to take my moments where I grieve, you know, or I spend time with my daughter. I'll look at photos. I'll read things she's written. I'll spend time with her. But when that time's, and I'll cry during that time because I'm sad and I miss her. But then there's a time I have to get up and I have to put in a little package of faith and trust God for it and be happy and go on in faith and trust God that He's in control even of all the things I don't understand. And that clinging to our faith makes us strong. It gives us courage beyond what we normally would possess, and our greatest hope is in heaven. So I, I hope that in sharing this little testimony with others, in sharing my book, that it will just encourage others to cling to their faith and walk on in hope in spite of all the difficulties that we experience here in life. Thank you, Mary. Well, please tell our listeners very clearly how they can get a copy of your book. Well, Simon, thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate being here. I feel honored to have been able to have this time with you. But the name of the book is Love, Leukemia, and New Life, 
My name is Mary Wilding. You can Google it and find it on Amazon, or you can get a Kindle copy, whichever one you prefer. And if you need it yourself, or if you have someone in your life that you know would be encouraged by this, the purpose of the book is to bring an understanding and encouragement to others. God bless you, Simon, and thank you for your show and all the encouragement it gives to others. Thank you, Mary, and thank you also for the work that you put into the preparation of the content of the show, the two inspirational stories and the songs you chose. And we have one more to go out with. This is Even If by Mercy Me. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, Right now I'm losing bad Stood on this stage night after night Reminding the broken it'll be alright But right now, oh right now I just can't It's easy to sing when there's nothing to bring What will I say when I'm held to the flame like I am right now? I know you're able and I know you can Save through the fire with your mighty hand But even if you don't My hope is you alone They say it
It is a 